The views expressed in our episode are ours alone and do not represent any other organizations. Our episodes discuss internet crimes against children and cases that involve the exploitation of children and may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, we don't want to do anything to scare your children. That's the last thing we want to do. We don't want to scare anybody. Welcome back to Catfish Cops. My name is Brandon Poor, and you Hi, are? I am Tony Godwin, and we are doing live interviews at the 2022 Crimes Against Children Conference. So grateful to be back. This is a afternoon session, so everyone's a little tired um, yeah. because they've had lunch and now the you know the lull comes in, but they're still going to one thirty time slot presentations. There's a three thirty and a five thirty, and we are yeah. sitting with. Go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm Beth Brzeek, and I am a juvenile detective. I investigate uh, offenses committed by juveniles. So that's an interesting take because when we hear juvenile detectives, sometimes right. we think someone who's investigating cases that involve juvenile victims, but you are on the other side. You're investigating cases that involve juvenile defend suspects. Yes. They're not defendants. How long have you been doing that? About a year. Oh, really? Yeah. And how long total in law enforcement? Total in law enforcement, about five years. <clears throat> okay. okay. Wow. A little bit of time as a dispatcher before that, but right. does that count? Who knows? Hey, it's part of the part of the process we wouldn't get there without them so that's a fact what'd you do before juvenile crime stuff patrol okay so the same way everyone starts kind of thing we come up through patrol um and then what's your what is your takeaway from doing what are you seeing in juvenile offenders like what what are you what are your takeaways and and we talk about child exploitation and child abuse a lot we don't often talk about juvenile offenders because the juvenile process in Texas is rehabilitative, not punitive, right? That's, Absolutely. That's the way we work. So, uh, A lot of the stuff that I see is just dumb kid stuff that, you know, a decade, two decades ago, parents would have probably just handled, but now law enforcement's getting involved. Um, right. And with social media, it just gets a little out of hand. Yeah. Definitely not making things easier with as much as kids are online anymore. Absolutely. Do you think it's... Um, a lack of understanding on the juvenile side, like, hey, we don't really know that this is a crime, or is it more, we don't really care that it's a crime, it's just what we do? Or is it that they just don't think that far ahead? Yeah, I was going to say, I, think, I don't think they think that far ahead. It's it's more the way that the brain develops. These kids just don't have the forethought to think about the consequences of their actions yet. Yeah. Um, and most of the kids I interview, they, they know that it was bad. Right. Um, right. May not necessarily know that it was a crime, but... Um, it's just the consequences just don't occur to them in the heat of the moment. Like, you know, I've had some, some kids take pictures of other kids on the toilet and share those around to embarrass right. them. Yeah. Um, but those are trends, right? We're seeing those as like social media trends. Absolutely. And yeah. they think it's, you know, okay, I saw it on social media, so I didn't think it was good. You know, that big a deal. Yeah. Yeah. Do you handle any kind of, if a, say a cyber tip comes in, that's determined to be a kid on kid offense. Do you, take care of those as well or more of like the reactive, you know, things that come in from a parent or a school or somebody diamond out a kid for something. Yeah. It's usually through the, the kids or the parents, um, right. you know, 
uh, other people in the department usually handle all the cyber tips. Yeah. Um, but yeah. there's plenty, to, plenty for you to do. There's I'm sure. Plenty to investigate. Sure. And, plenty and, of work. <laughs> yes. So what are you doing at the the conference? What have you been to? What are you looking for? What kind of trainings are you fi- are looking for or hoping to find? What have you been to so far? Anything that you can give us some takeaways? Um. Well, it's my first time attending the conference, so I don't have a whole lot of. Uh, Experience? Yeah. Um, Is it a little overwhelming? Try with like. I mean, absolutely. There are, there's hundreds and hundreds <laughs> of classes, and you know. There's, yeah. There's so it's hard to, to navigate. Yeah. yeah. And, so and, for the new attender, how right. are you? How are you navigating? What well, have you found makes it easier? Uh, thus far, I I attended the class about John Benet Ramsey, and if it happened in 2022, how we would use technology to solve that, and how your you know refrigerator would be tattling on you with the Wi-Fi features that all the appliances have these days. Right. And uh, attended the class about the Josh Duggar case. Um, been in the news lately. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So those have just been things that kind of interested me, not so much that, you know, skill sets that I'm going to take home and um, and use every day. But I have a couple of classes that I'm interested in attending on, uh, like foster care to human oh, yeah. trafficking pipeline kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. A lot of my cases are runaway cases. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And, you know, they balloon into something more when it's right. not just a you see a you see a big rise in that in regards to that propensity for those runaways who are maybe doing that more frequently and the the chances that they might run into this kind of a traffic situation or or do you guys try to intervene before it gets to that point I mean obviously we try to intervene but we do have a lot of runaways who do end up getting pulled into this human trafficking deal. And right. um, at times, you know, the sex trafficking, it's not necessarily uh, against their will. That's um, just this kind of manipulation. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. A way to get some money and live yeah. the big life that way. Yeah. Um, and it never, nothing looks as dangerous when you've got yeah. other things distracting you, but then you get in and find out. Yeah. This yeah. is not what I thought it was. And again, it just goes back to not being able to think through the consequences at yeah. times. So it's it's sad, and we do our best to help them, even if they don't necessarily want the help. So. Right. Yeah. Still got to try, though. That's all that matters. At least you're in the game. You're doing that. You're offering them the services, whether they take it, you know. We- and I, look, juvenile offenders, like, <clears throat> sometimes getting told, hey, this was dumb. Let's figure out how to get you back on the right path. And then they're not going to be long-term. I mean, that's a really benef- beneficial so. place to be, yeah. right? And that's why I tell all the kids when, uh, you know, if I take a kid into custody on something, I always try to have a little chat with them like, hey, you're going to be a juvenile for the next four years. I'm going to be a juvenile detective for the next four years. I don't want to have sit across from you like this, yeah. uh, you know, taking your fingerprints and everything. You are not a bad kid. You can make different choices. What can you learn from yep. this situation? Right. Um, you know. I'd, I'd like to think that some of these kids are rehabilitated and they make better choices and everything. I, yeah, that's that's my hope. So, hey, it's uh, that's that's the start of it, I think, and that's honestly that you're making a maybe a long term difference in their life. So, yeah, yep. awesome. But I will tell you on a lighter note what I like about juvenile uh, detect er, investigations. Yeah, they're really bad at lying. Kids are <laughs> kids are terrible. That's true. They can't get away with anything. Any great? <laughs> It does make things a little easier, right? When you can kind of say, okay, that smells like BS. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's nice because you know, like, hey, you're not really that devious if you can't even get out of this lie that you've told. And, you know, you can't keep a straight, you know, face when you tell us that BS. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Well, thank awesome. you for joining Absolutely. us. We thank appreciate you. So
Thank you for listening to the Catfish Cops podcast, brought to you by Brandon Poor and Tony Godwin. For additional information and available resources, please visit our website, www.catfishcops.com, and click on the resources link. 